welcome to our very special election day episode of fingers crossed oh my gosh what a stressful day it <laughs> sorry is. if me just saying election day like affected your blood pressure and stress levels but we are here to deliver a nice relief distraction happy feel good message <laughs> yeah feeling like a lot is at stake a yeah. lot that's really really important to people's rights and people's well-being and people's ability to be recognized as a person and just so many important things that are essential are at stake today and so if you're not anxious i don't know what planet you're living on because <laughs> this is uh really really stressful i mean not just i mean we have people who don't who listen who are not american like we have right, some for you sure. know other people in the world who listen who aren't from the u.s but there's ramifications of the u.s absolutely. elections on other countries too so it, a lot of completely. people are following it you know it's a very important story I that mean, we're all how aware the, of how the u.s acts and you know um what is the word i'm looking for like how they interact with other countries and like the agreements they're in with other countries and like our what is the word i'm diplomacy? looking for kind of yeah like Ability to be friendly and get along with other countries is cooperation, cooperation, <laughs> diplomacy. That's kind of that is really important. So I'm sure all over the world today is a huge day, and this is coming out at 6 a.m. So we don't know the results of anything yet. Um, and who knows if we're even going to know it on this day. So we're recording this in advance. So we just wanted to make that note that we don't know what's going to happen on the day that this comes out or the following days. But just because um, it is such an interesting time and stressful time for everyone, we wanted to make an episode that would kind of like give a moment of release and focus on the good things, not trying to brush it under the rug and like do the whole toxic positivity thing. Like we want to talk about how important the election is, Absolutely. obviously, and we have before, but we also just wanted this to be a little bit of an outlet to give a little bit of a um, refreshing you know, restore your faith in humanity kind of moment with this episode. So obviously go vote if you haven't. If you're yes. voting today in person, stay in line. Get it may take polls. a few hours, but it's it's normal. It's worth it. I mean, it shouldn't be that take that long, but it, it is the way it is and it's worth it. And sharing your voice and exercising our democracy right is so important. So please go vote if you haven't already or fill out your ballot at home and take it to a draw official ballot drop-off place. Um, right, every state's different. So yeah, some places you can still send them in, I think, and they can get counted a few days after, but some places it has to be like Yeah, so make sure you know for your state and go vote and just really ask yourself, you know, what, what do you stand for? What matters? What will make our world good and kind and safe for everyone? So please go vote. But like Christy said, this episode is not about toxic positivity. It's not about saying, oh, no matter what happens, everything will be okay, because that's not what we're saying, because mm -hmm. we realize a lot is at stake. What we are saying is that despite where we're at politically, despite what's happening, there is good in the world that exists independent of politics. And there is good that exists among people. And I realize everything in the news we see is, is so negative and is so depressing and discouraging. But there are things that happen every day that are good and show you people's true good humanity and that people do think of others and people do altruistic acts and there is good things. And that is what we have gathered. We have gathered here today. <laughs> that is what we have gathered here. Um, some of Christy and I's own stories, some stories from our listeners and some stories that we've read um, from various good news outlets um, that we wanna share with you guys today just to Bring a little bit of solace and peace yes. and remember that good things do happen even in the midst of terrible times. Right. And just to reiterate, like we are recording this before the election, so we don't know the outcome. So that's why we can't really like talk about it. Exactly. Episode, so maybe next week. Once the election results are in, we will absolutely discuss it and discuss the um, ramifications and celebrations to come depending on how the outcome is. Um, but again, like Chrissy said, it's not like we're brushing it aside because we don't know what's happened yet at yeah. the time we're recording this. Uh, fingers crossed for next week. I think we're both just, our fingers are crossed that things go well <laughs> with the election. I think what we want to focus on in this episode is the stories where 
someone didn't need to do something nice. Like they went out of their way to go above and beyond. And it wasn't like, you know, someone that necessarily felt that they owed you something or them trying to prove anything, but it was just... Or making something up to you when they did you wrong. Like more like somebody, like a stranger or something going out of their way. Like when they just go above and beyond, like I said. And it just, you know, just reminds you that wow, this is so nice and I didn't need this and I didn't expect this necessarily. I guess it's more like it. But it really, really makes a difference in your day or just someone else that you witness. So we asked for stories that were either personal that had happened to you when someone went out of their way to make something easier for you or make your day better or that you've witnessed from other people. And we got some really heartwarming ones. Really touched my heart when I was reading them and I was like, wow. I definitely needed this reminder. Yeah, so. and it, it ranged. We got a whole range from small ones, like, you know, somebody paying for their coffee in, in line in front of them, all the way to somebody donating a kidney to someone who they worked with. So, I mean, we got a whole range of things that made a huge difference in someone's life, and including one that somebody, one of our podcast listeners who I went to high school with, um, reached out to me with a small thing that I did for them in high school that I honestly didn't remember. Mm-hmm. And they reached out and told me that it meant a lot to them and it really touched me. So I look forward to sharing that as well. Well, do you want to tell the story now? Sure. I'll start, start off. Yeah, I'll start off with that one. So, um, I should probably read it word for word, huh? Okay. Let me pull it up. If you guys remember in one of our episodes, we kind of talked about reflecting on stories in the past where, and we're not trying to make this an episode of like us, things that we did, but this is just like came up naturally when we were asking for these stories. But in the past, it's so funny how the smallest things, it's kind of like, you know, the domino effect in the sense that you did something small, you weren't even trying to necessarily like do a random act of kindness or like do something that would be so impactful. And then look like you might even forget that you did it. And then it comes back later and someone says, hey, just so you know, this thing that you did or this thing that you said, actually means so much and I really needed to hear it and Mm -hmm. had a big impact on them that you had no idea. So this is kind of an example of one of those that came up from Sierra for us collecting these stories, which is very cool. Yeah. I think the episode that Christy's referring to was our second episode, the one about um, paying bills and Dr. Phil. If you haven't listened, it's the fun one where we talk about every job we ever had. And Christy and I both discussed our time working as um, camp counselors or, you know, working with kids and how rewarding that can be. And Christy told a story of, you know, um, a time she impacted one of her campers, um, unbeknownst to her, and a time when I did the same to someone I worked with in theater, um, unbeknownst to me. Um, so the, the, again, like those kind of things, just it goes to show, and we can talk about this later, that you know the littlest things you do, your words and actions have so much power. Mm-hmm. You know, as an individual, you hold so much power for good or for bad. Just like how somebody saying something nasty to you, as much as you try to not take it to heart it can really down your day and stay with and you. stay with you just the same way that somebody who says something really kind or goes out of their way to do something small that's really kind you know someone could again send you a message 10 years later how much that meant to them and like yeah i, I had no idea so anyway here's the story i'm talking about so a guy i went to high school with um because I reached out on the podcast Instagram and we were like, hey, we're looking for stories. And I didn't even know that he followed us on our podcast <laughs> Instagram. So shout out to Anthony. Thank you so much. Um, he, he says he listens sometimes. He did. Maybe yeah. He's listening today. Maybe he's listening today. So um, Anthony was one of my brother's friends in high school. We were, I mean, we were all friends, but like they were in the same grade together. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sent me or sent the podcast Instagram a message and said, in high school, Sierra wrote me this birthday card and had our math teacher give it to me when I got to math class that day. I still have it and it's still one of the nicest things anyone's ever done for me on my birthday. And he sent me pictures that he still has that birthday card and he sent a picture of the front of it and the inside of it. And what's your handwriting looks the same, I think. I I definitely wrote this card. Also, like the words I used, I wrote. Read it word for word, please. Should I? Can I read it? You're going to make fun of me. Okay, fine. You read it in your own words. Okay, I wrote, Dear Anthony, haha, it's your birthday. Uh, The reason I wrote haha is because I was messed up the the exclamation points and I. It looks like music notes. I don't know. I'm weird. (laughs) Dear Anthony, haha, it's your birthday. Woo! I hope you have a great day in all caps, despite the rain, frowny face. Now you know you live in Portland, Oregon, because Anthony's birthday is in mid June. And I said, Oh, it's always rainy in June. I know. I was telling Jason that last night and he was like, 
oh, really? That's insane. Because he grew up in San Diego where no one ever has rain in June. But yeah, yeah um, Anthony's birthday was in mid-June. And so I said, hope you have a great day despite the rain, frowny face. And then I said, I'm super duper duper ooper glad we're friends. <laughs> That's the best part. But spelled friends, F-W-E-N-D-Z. Friends. Oh, I missed that one the I'm first super time. duper duper ooper glad we're friends. <laughs> I was 15 when I wrote this. I sound like I'm four. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then I wrote, have a fantastic go summer. Love, Sierra. So, and then she drew a little present. I drew a present and then I wrote, here's your gift. Enjoy with a little tag that says to Anthony up here. Nice. See? What was going to be in the gift? You know, up to interpretation. I love that. Oh. The key is that you gave it to his teacher to give it to him. Mm-hmm. I didn't, didn't give, it, give it. Yeah, I didn't personally. give it to him. I gave it to... Because I don't think we were in the same math class, but we had the same math teacher or mm-hmm. something like that. So I gave it to the teacher and said, can you give it to you know him on his birthday? I don't really remember, maybe faintly, faintly, I remember giving it to our math teacher, but I don't really remember making this card. And that doesn't go to show that like I didn't mean it because obviously at the time I like- Yeah, you I, were super duper I was, super excited yeah. about his birthday. I really meant it, but I- you know, I made cards for a lot of my friends or I would, you know, decorate for their birthdays. You were just or, being yourself again, like we yeah, talked about I, in that other episode. I just like, I love when people remember my birthday and I know how much it makes me feel good. And I'm like, well, if I can make other people, you know, feel special, right. like why not do it? So, but the fact that 10 years later, you know, I'm 25 now, I probably was 15 when I made that, you know, he, it really touched my heart that just something that I would just, you know, again, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but that's something that I would just do naturally, like wouldn't even think of it. Somebody, he still remembers it. It still has it. Like, meaningful, yeah. And so again, there's just so many things that in your life that you probably have, if I would have never asked for this, for this, I would have never known. Yeah. You know, exactly. I would have never known, but it's just, yeah, it's, it, our words and our actions have so much power for good. And it's just, it's honestly inspiring to think of like, most of the time you don't get that closure or that satisfaction of knowing that you actually did have an impact on someone. Right. You definitely. Know? So it's like, and that, not that you need that to make it worth it, but it's just, it's a nice reminder sometimes like, oh wow, you know, me just being myself had an impact on somebody. Yeah. And I think everyone probably has, like, if you think back those moments that you remember of someone doing something so nice and you're like, wow, I'm just so grateful that they did that or something. So if you either sent in one of your stories to us or you just have one of your own that you thought of that someone did, like it would mean so much to them if you just went out of your way and sent them a quick DM or something like Anthony did and just say, hey, just randomly thought about when you sent me that present on my birthday, you know, when I was in high school or whatever and just wanted to let you know that I still really cherish it and it meant so much to me. Hope you're doing well. Like something like that could make the world of a difference to someone. And not that everyone like should get recognition for the things they do. That's not our point, like we said. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it could make them, like you never know what they're going through too. And so it's kind of like paying it back, paying it forward, whatever, and just like making people feel good, even if they weren't trying to do that for the gratification of it. Um, But it makes a big difference. It really does. So... I don't know. I don't have necessarily a story where it's like someone, it was just like a life-changing, incredible thing that was like, wow. But I think what it goes to show is that the little things do mean a lot. So there's been instances where um, I've lost things. Like, do you remember when we were in college and that woman left a note on our door that was like, Christina, I have something you may want. Yes. Like, give me a call. Yeah. And I was like, what is she talking about? And I was like, this is so creepy. And at the time, I didn't realize that I was missing anything. And so we were going, and I wasn't going to call this woman because I was like, or whoever it was, I didn't say it was a woman, but I was just like, I'm not going to call this person, whatever. And then I, um, we were going to Costco, I think. And then I was trying to find my Costco card. I was like, oh, I can bring my Costco card. I go in my bag and I just need to let you guys know, I never lose anything. Like I've never lost anything in my life before this. And my wallet is not there. And I was like, wait a second. And so I end up calling this woman. Thank goodness you didn't throw away the note. Oh, I know. And I, it's not like I was like trying to be rude by not calling her, but I just didn't know that I lost anything. At also, that point. she was being vague, probably the, the for the weird. sake of safety, because she didn't yes. want someone else to call her and That's say, a good point. This is my wallet. So she wanted to know, oh, what are you missing? It's like, you know, she yeah. was doing it for the sake of your safety, but at the same time, it's vague and weird. And be- you're when like, you don't know that you're missing something, the way it worded, I don't know. Also, I also look for a picture. She also of it called you Christina, and no one calls you Christina unless it's formal. So, like, yeah. It, it's clearly not someone you know. Yeah. It was just, it sounded like a threat the way it was worded. It was just like, if you find that you're missing something, 
give me a call, like something like that. And I was just like, okay. And then once I realized that I was missing my entire wallet, um, I was like, oh man. So I gave her a call and um, she was like, did you find that you were missing something? And she was so sweet. She was this little old lady that lived next to us that we had never met. Yeah, like two doors down or something yeah. like that. And I don't know how it happened, but apparently my wallet fell out of my bag or something when I was walking down mm-hmm. the street because it. she said that she found it. Maybe she found it in front of our house. I think that's what it was. Yeah, but she didn't know that it was our house for sure. Um, oh, you know what it was? She saw that it was actually your car, not even mine, but she saw that one of the cars had an Oregon license, license plate, plate and my license was, was from Oregon. Oregon. So, so that's she, why she left it on our yeah, north. Yeah, put it together. And I gave her a call. She was so nice. She was like, yeah, I found your wallet. It's here at my house. I'll come back and bring it to you. And I was like, wow, this is so lucky that someone who was like kind and not trying to look out for themselves or take something out of it. Like nothing was missing from the wallet. She was so nice. She gave it back. And I don't know. It's just like, that's the kind of thing that it seems like, you know, oh, that's common sense. Like, you know, any decent person would give a wallet back, but that's it's not so true. often in this world where you lose something and you're like, oh, it's gone forever. Like it's just expected now that things are stolen and things are lost and you're never going to see them again. So when it does come back to you and someone does, you know, not only picks it up for you, but makes an effort to try and find you and get it back to you. Like it's so, so heartwarming almost. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like it should be a given, but it, it isn't. So it makes, you know, it makes me feel very warm and fuzzy that she held on to it and was very kind to give it back. One time I did lose my phone in college. I left it on the little mini trash can inside the bathroom stall, as I'm sure a lot of people Mm. have done a million times when you set it there. And I came running back to find it 15 minutes later and it was gone and I had a meltdown. I was like, oh God, my phone. And I went into the nearest, I was at um, University of Oregon, or sorry, Oregon State. I was at Oregon State University where my brother went to school and I was visiting him. So I went to the nearest like place where they had a receptionist, you know, like the nearest student office, front desky place. Right. And I was like, is there any chance, <laughs> any chance someone's turned in a, a pink case iPhone? And they're like, oh yeah, got one right here. got the sticker on the back. And I, I, I almost cried. I was <laughs> like, someone could have so easily stuck that in their pocket, mm-hmm. but they didn't. And I was so grateful. So I'm going to then transition here to a story that somebody sent us, one of our write-ins, that's about returning a wallet. This girl was in Vegas with her boyfriend and they were, you know, gambling and doing their best at winning money. And they ended up gambling that night and winning $800 in cash. Never happened to me, but good good for them. Can't relate. And so she was hanging around in the casino area and realized that she had dropped her wallet with the $800 of cash inside the wallet. Now that's like... I mean, first of all, like that's a lot of money. Second of all, someone easily could swipe the cash and then still return the wallet Mm -hmm. and say, oh, there was no cash in there. You know, like that episode of Shameless. Um, But she said she was like crying and like looking around, like completely distraught. And then this girl comes up to her and says, are you looking for a purple Kate Spade wallet? And she was like, yes. And she's like, oh, I found it and gave it to security. They have it in Lost and Found. She said, I could have kissed her. I was so relieved. And I went and I got my wallet and everything, including all $800, the ID and the credit card were there. And she's like, oh, that's she was so like, bless that girl's soul. I will be forever grateful to her. Honestly, the girl was probably long gone, but had I found that, I probably would have taken like $100 out of my winnings and gone and given it to, oh, that, yeah. to that girl so as like a... I didn't have this money to start out with. I was preparing to have lost all of it. Yeah. Thank you. Like a reward they didn't ask for. Like that's what I would have done. But I mean, she probably like. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like sometimes you get to say thank you. And it's like with that lady when we were at Costco, I bought her flowers and left them back at her door because I was like, I'm just so glad she returned it to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And not that you're obligated to like buy someone something if they return something. But you know, you like want to pay them back or like show your gratitude. Yeah. At least safe. That's amazing when you actually get to see someone face to face that returns something for you or something like that. But yes, yeah, that's great that she's eight hundred dollars in cash. I mean, that's just unheard of. That's yeah. what a good person who Truly. returned that. So before I worked at Disneyland, I hired in at Disney at the end of my freshman year. So, but during my freshman year in college, I had an annual pass, and I went to Disneyland, you know, a fair amount. And I wanted to get because I didn't grow up in California. Anyway, this is all backstory. I wanted to get my family all Disney Christmas gifts. So I was planning on doing some shopping and getting my family all gifts for Christmas. But, you know, I was a college student and I didn't have like 
tons of extra money. So, and I was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna spend on all these things I'm, I'm getting and I'm gonna use my 20% annual pass holder discount in order to get it. And I like budgeted everything out and like planned it all out mathematically getting 20% off this and that. And then as I ended up ringing out or checking out, I like didn't factor in tax or one of the items I was wanting to purchase didn't, um, the discount didn't register or something happened where I was over. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just not get everything. I'll just like put a couple things back. And I remember I was disappointed, but I like didn't make a big deal about it. But I just told the person at the checkout like, oh, okay, like I'll just put those two back then. And I think they knew it was because I like, I it was more than I expected it to be. And so she called over her manager and I don't know what I was expecting to happen, but the like Disneyland store manager came over and he ended up using his manager discount on my merchandise. Aww. So what happened is instead of getting what I thought was 20% off, I got 40% off everything, which then made it so that I could get everything I had set out to get. And I even had extra money left over. So I was just like, so like, he did not have to do that. Like, yeah. I'm just like an average person. So many people shop at Disney. So many people probably their bill of checkout is higher than they thought it is going to be, especially with Christmas presents and stuff. But I was just so touched that that person did that. And I wasn't even a cast member then. So it was just somebody going out of their way to do something in their power to help me out. And I remember that that really that really warmed my heart. Again, that's such a small thing kind of, but mm -hmm. it makes the biggest difference. Like I remember to this day, that just reminded me, we had this janitor in my elementary school who was literally the nicest, sweetest, warm-hearted, generous, giving person. Like it just warms my heart just thinking about him. His name's Mr. Gilbertson, I hope he's doing well. Um, he was like this little old man and he was the janitor. And every Friday, it was ice cream day. And it was basically like they brought, you know, a thing of, different ice cream treats and you could pay 75 cents and buy an ice cream at lunch and it was like this whole mm -hmm. treat thing and every week he always brought extra change for kids that forgot ice cream Aww. money or that couldn't afford like extra ice cream money and so every week all of these kids like he made sure everyone got an ice cream because <laughs> Up about this ice cream. I know he was That's so, so sweet. Thoughtful. I know, and it was just like he wanted to make sure that no kid was left out and that everyone was able to have ice cream because everyone, it was like such a big deal and for all the kids and everything. And it was just so cute, and he was the nicest man ever. And I miss him. Wow, I'm like actually tearing up over here. <laughs> I, I needed to hear that. You know, and also, like, let's be real a janitor's salary is not like a lot, right. you know, so that shows that somebody, you know, took money out of their own pocket to help. Kids in and need. it wasn't just a one-time thing. Like, no, we it did was it every week. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure that the, you know, kids in, you know, who couldn't afford that, you know, looked forward to that. And they mm -hmm. knew that they could go to him. They could rely on him. Yeah. And then it became a whole thing where kids would, like, save up their allowance or something. And they would, like, you know, collect quarters they found on the ground. And they'd bring them to Mr. Gilbertson so he'd have extra money to, like, give to the other kids. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow, that, oh, my God. I'm going to cry. That's so <laughs> sweet. You know, that um, reminds me of a couple stories I want to share. Not ones we got submitted, but just ones I, I remember. Um, one of them was, I think it was a Humans of New York story, maybe. Um, if you don't follow Humans of New York, it's an incredible online account that does a lot of this. Like, I mean, sharing feel-good stories, but also just real-life stories of humanity that's really yeah. important. Profiles of just anybody on the street. Yeah, people that, you know, ha live incredibly complex lives and you never know. But anyway, so one of the stories was... This girl who grew up very poor, she, you know, parents didn't have any extra for anything. And she said that every year, a big source of pain for her was the Scholastic Book Fair. I know um, that's a thing for a lot of kids. My school didn't have it, um, but I know that a lot of schools did, did where they, you know, the book and a lot of kids were sent with a couple book dollars to go to school. This one girl, she couldn't she you know didn't have any money couldn't afford to get a book at the book fair on like her classmates and because that stuff could get expensive yeah it's definitely is i mean a lot of kids you know those books are like you know 15 20 dollars so she stayed in you know when all the kids went to the book fair she like didn't even want to go she was like staying inside mm. with her teacher and she was like crying and so the teacher asked her why she was crying and she went up and told her you know like oh i'm just really disappointed because i can't get a book and the teacher you know was also very poor and you know didn't have a lot of extra and she gave the girl twenty dollars out of her wallet and said like this is all the extra cash i have until payday but i want you to take this down 
to the book fair and pick out the best book you can find for our classroom and like you know something that you think all the kids will enjoy and so she said that like having $20 to go down to the book fair and look through all the expensive books and like pick the best one Mm -hmm. and knowing it wasn't just for her but for her classroom and that it was her teachers spending money like meant so much to her and she said she picked out this big like picture encyclopedia book of dinosaurs and she brought it back for the classroom and that everybody loved it and it was in their you know classroom for years and years and that she said she never got a chance to thank that teacher for how much that meant to her and then later because of the network of humans of new york they found that teacher and it was like from a small town in like tennessee and they found because one of the women who reads humans new york goes to church with a woman with that same last name who was a teacher in 1995 and they found her and got the two connected and so she she was able to tell her how much that small small thing of giving her money for the book fair changed her life and that's probably just another thing that she didn't even remember yeah because i feel like so often especially teachers are forced to you know buy things for the classrooms out of their own pocket all the time don't get the budget and have to like go above and beyond just to you know make the classroom what it should be for the kids so that's really really heartwarming that she did that yeah you know just little things that you know mean so much it's incredible one more story about that your janitor story reminded me and then we'll get back to our scheduled programming but um, this is our schedule it is our but like these weren't stories we planned to tell but i like that anyway because it's you know the feelings are happening in the moment um this was a story i i read i'm not sure what it was on you know maybe one of those feel good networks again i really like the good news good news movement um is an instagram page i follow that i really like um john krasinski does that show yeah the good news some good news network um So this story I read on something like that, and it was about a janitor, again, like you said, who was just the pride and joy of that school. Everyone loved this janitor, and he was deaf, Um, and but still went out of his way to, like, hug the kids, and the kids all loved him, but, you know, he couldn't really talk to them very much because he was deaf, but everyone still loved him, and that they found out when his birthday was and then they brought him into a classroom and he thought he was just going in to clean the classroom like a regular routine cleaning and all the kids popped out and they all like sang him happy birthday in sign language. They all learned happy birthday so that they could sign it to him on his birthday and they said that he was like, he started crying and it was like this, I know, this is really special, you know, just, and I'm sure that I'm getting, I'm really a mess. Here I have the tissues (laughs) on deck. I just, you know, things like that mean so much, you know, that, you know, these young kids went out of their way to learn sign language for somebody that has probably felt very isolated and felt very alone, you know, you know, in a position where he can't communicate with people. And all these kids went out of their way to do that for him and, you know, also learn his birthday without him knowing, you know, I just think that it means a lot. Okay. This one says, one time in college, I was having a mental breakdown in the courtyard of the fine arts building. I said it like that because she put the little squiggles around mental breakdown, you know? Yes. And, um... It was late at night, but there was a handful of students still working on projects, and a guy walked past me and then came back five minutes later with a bag of M&Ms from the vending machine because it, quote, seemed like I could use a pick-me-up tonight. She put a little crying emoji. 12 out of 10 human would recommend interacting with it again. (laughs) That's so sweet. See, it's the things where it's like, you know, you never know what someone's going through, and just like a small gesture like that, like, it doesn't take much. It takes like two extra minutes and a dollar to just get something for someone or I don't know, even just a note that's free could like pick up someone's mood or anything like that. So she said it turned around her day and she was in the middle of a mental breakdown. So that's very sweet. Sometimes those little things, again, this is going to be the thing we keep going back to that they stick with you forever. And sometimes they'll spark a chain reaction of a time when you're between, you know, deciding like, oh, well, I could do this, uh, but it might be, you know, going out of my way or this, but you remember that time someone did something like that for you Mm -hmm. it'll inspire you to make that choice and do that for someone else and it just you know it's kind of the note of paying it forward like i mentioned um if you've seen the movie pay it forward i think we should watch it um because i think you would really love it i cried it's actually very sad at some points but anyway it's the idea that like you know you go and someone does something nice and you're like wow that's so nice i should pay them back like giving the woman flowers after she gave the wallet or instead, you could pay it forward by going and ch- setting off the chain reaction and doing something nice for someone else who's not expecting it. Exactly. And then it just keeps it going. Kind of like how you hear about, you know, when one person pays for the drive through Starbucks or something behind them, and then it sets off the whole chain of everyone wanting to do that and do the same and pay it forward. So this one is a big one. We just did a bunch of little ones. So let's, you know, transition over to a big one. Um, a gal wrote in and said that this was an act 
that restored faith in humanity for her for years. She said her boyfriend and her had taken in a puppy and I'll just read it in her voice. My boyfriend and I had taken in a puppy and he was laying down sleeping at the foot of the bed. When my boyfriend woke up, it was dark and he tripped and landed right on him. He was yelping and we knew something terrible had happened. We took him to the emergency vet and they told us his bladder had ruptured and it was going to be $2,500. That was more than I owed on my car. We were living penny to penny at the time and we were broke college students and there was no way we could afford that. The vet told us our only other option was to take him to the Humane Society to see if they could help us since they are income-based. But we had about 20 minutes before our puppy didn't have a chance. It was like really instant. We got to the Humane Society and they agreed they could do the surgery for 1500 and that we could do a payment plan. They took him back and we were to come back in two days to pick him up. When we went to pick him up, I was settling up the payment plan when a man walked in and walked to the other person at the counter and he said he wanted to pay our puppy's whole bill. And I said, absolutely not. He insisted and said he could not live without his dogs and that we shouldn't go broke to save ours. I flat out refused, but the receptionist told me, he's offering, take it. I sobbed so hard and I will never forget him. He never saw my dog. He didn't ever know my name. He literally saved the ugliest dog ever, but he literally restored all (laughs) faith of all humanity. And I always get chills thinking about it. So sweet. A random man paid $1,500 to save a girl's dog who he didn't know and i just think that's like and again it's the kind of thing where he had no idea their situation you know he didn't know that they were really struggling to pay for it either like it could have just been anyone i think he just saw that they were figuring out a payment plan and clearly if you're making a payment plan you can't pay it up front yeah and so that's so kind you know they might have easily been paying that off for years Mm -hmm. you know trying to figure that out so that's just you know that's the kind of thing like if you if I ever have money one day, and I mean that like like a lot of extra to right. give, if I ever am in, you know, really doing well in my career or whatever, and I'm in a place where I have a lot of extra, like I just want to be able to be the person that does things like that. Yeah. You know, things where you can spread your money to those who need it, you know, and do the kind of thing where one of my boyfriend's relatives is like that, you know, he's done pretty well for himself and... uh whenever we go out to eat, he always tips like 40%, like wherever mm-hmm. we go, because he knows what it's like to work in food service. And he knows what it's like to be without extra. And so he always makes sure that everywhere they go, he he takes care of the people that take care of him. And I just think that's like, if you're lucky enough to be well off, or you've worked really hard, and you have that extra, like that's, it's like the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. And I just think when people do things like that, it's, you know, It's really heartwarming. I agree. I have a similar story next from Michaela. She says, I'm a social worker and I was grocery shopping with a client and helping them make sure they were getting enough food for the week while staying within their food stamp limit. Well, there was a man at the grocery store that was fixing a light who wasn't even an employee and heard me helping my client. He got down off the lift and handed my client a $100 bill and said, let me pay for your groceries. I guess his nephew had recently passed away and the family was using the money he left behind to do acts of kindness. I was almost in tears when I left the store. That's so sweet. Just like... That is so sweet. Leaving money. I wonder if the nephew, you know, said, I want this to just go to random acts of kindness for people, like to brighten their day or something, or if that was just what he chose to do with the money that the nephew left behind. But that's just so nice. Like, out of nowhere, just... And he wasn't even employed and he was helping fix the store. And then he's like, let me help you pay for your groceries. It's that kind of person who's helping fix a light and a story doesn't even work in. Yeah, seriously. That reminds me of a story. I'm going to toot my dad's horn here because when he told us about this, it it really made me feel really proud of him. Um, But I owed my dad, this was a couple of years ago. I owed my dad a hundred bucks because he had bought something for me and it was a hundred bucks. And I had a hundred dollar bill that I had gotten from the bank or something. And so I just paid my dad back with that $100 bill. Mm -hmm. Um, And my dad apparently never cashed it, never spent it. He just like kept it in his wallet as like, I guess for a rainy day or I don't know what, but he went like six months carrying this $100 bill in his wallet that I had paid him back with. And he told me that he ran into somebody who an acquaintance of his and they, you know, got to talking and that, it came out that this guy was in, you know, it was around right a few weeks before Christmas and it was around this time of, you know, 
he, he wanted to get his son something really nice for Christmas, but their family was in a hard time. And he's like, I, I just, I don't know how I'm going to get him something that he wants. You know, I just don't have a lot of extra money. And he, mm-hmm. I don't, he, he wasn't saying that, like expecting my dad to like, or like he wasn't saying it for pity. You know, it just, it came up in their conversation. And so my dad was like, I guess that rainy day hit him then. And he reached into his wallet and he took out that $100 bill and he gave it to the guy. That probably meant so much to him. It probably meant so much to him because he was struggling and he could get him, his son something nice for Christmas, but not have to sacrifice something like a bill or something mm-hmm. that they needed because of it. So I always, um, dad, if you're listening, cause I know my dad listens to my episodes. Thanks for doing that. That was a, that Very was a, sweet. a good thing to do. I have another story getting off of the paying for other people for a second. This one comes from someone I know actually. So shout out to Megan. She sent a really cute story. She says, one time I was parked on a very narrow street down by the beach and forgot to put my mirrors in because I was late for my summer job. While I was at work, another car knocked off my side mirror while driving. And because she got so close to the side and she just continued to drive off. A random bystander saw this, and when he saw that she took off, he proceeded to get in his car and follow her all the way to her house and demand that she give her insurance info for hitting my car. Wow. He then drove all the way back to my car, left a note with her info and his info to explain what happened. The fact that this man, who probably had much better things to do, went completely out of his way to do the right thing meant so much to me. I was so thankful. Wow. That is crazy. The fact that he saw that he just, that person drove off, and then he was like, I'm going to take this into my hands. You know what? That guy is a modern day Superman. He's committed to justice. He's committed to helping the the wronged. He's committed to chasing the truth. Yeah, and it's obvious that he wasn't doing it for like some sort of social pressure because she wasn't even there in the car. Like she didn't see it happen. So he was like, you know, yeah, I'm doing this because it's the right thing. It's not like, oh, this is a pretty girl and I want to get in on her good side. Like he didn't even know who it was. Like you said, he just saw it happen to a random car. That's so nice. Wow, that's awesome. So here's another one that we got, and this is a bit of a different tone, but I think it's really important to tell. So a gal wrote in and said that one of the things that made her fall in love with her husband was a time that he helped out a guy who was in more need than she realized. And that was because he was um, stumbling around on the street, probably had too many drinks, and there was a police car that was following this guy. Um, maybe they wanted to arrest him for public intoxication. I don't know. Before the police could get to him, her husband went, crossed the street, you know, took the guy in his arm and called a taxi and helped get him into a taxi with him to get him home before the police could get to him. And inside the taxi, the man who he helped told him that he was undocumented and that them getting him into a taxi not only meant a lot to him as an act of kindness, but it potentially saved him from being deported and having to leave his kids behind. And she said that, you know, they made him promise not to, you know, put him in a situation like that again, you know, because he didn't want anything like that to happen. But she said that she never forgot that, that like them going out of their way to help somebody or that her husband going out of her way to help somebody you know, potentially saved somebody from getting deported, which is, you know, that's huge. That's so important. And I don't think they had any, any idea. That's the thing too. It's not only like, you don't know how many good things you're starting that domino effect of someone wanting to help someone else by doing a random act of kindness, but you don't know the kind of big domino effect you're potentially stopping of bad things happening to someone by helping them out. You know, like you never know what, you know, the next thing, if you would just walk past and turn a blind eye that could have happened, that would have set off a big, it would have ramifications for his life, you know, or in other situations too, just if someone's having a bad day and it just continues and spirals, um, you never know what you just stepping in with a small thing can do to reset their course or anything. Completely. So, so a story, another story I wanted to tell that affected me personally was, um, my late friend Mina, um, she was one of my best friends in college and she passed away um, a couple years ago. We did, we were both music minors in college together and she was the most selfless friend. I mean, I can think of so many acts of kindness that Mina did for me specifically. Like one time where I forgot my Wallace, I said Wallace. <laughs> one, I forgot my Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> one time when I forgot my wallet on campus, but I was cramming for a huge test or writing a paper or something and I desperately needed a coffee it was like 8 p.m and I texted Mina and I was like any chance you're on campus right now and she was like yeah why and I was like 
I desperately need a coffee and I don't have my wallet and I don't have my campus card. I have no way of getting one. Any chance I could come borrow your your debit card or something? And she was like, oh, I'm in the business building, which was on the you know other side of campus. And I was like, oh, well, let me come to you. She's like, no, 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 I'll come to you in the library. And I was Aww. like, what? And she was like, no, no, like, I'll get myself one too, it's fine. So she came all the way over to the library and bought me a coffee and we just said hello for maybe 30 seconds and she's like, oh, I gotta go back to class. And she like walked back or back to whatever she was doing in the business building. And I was just like, there are so many people that just would not do that. Mm -hmm. Like I, so that was one example. And then the other story I was gonna tell is we were in a music class together. There was like a three hour lecture, it was once a week. And I was so sick and like, you could not miss that class. Like, I mean, it was a big deal class. Like if you missed it, you missed a lot. Of you info. missed a lot. I think I asked for her notes and she offered to Skype me in. So she took notes on paper versus like on her computer, like she normally would. And she put, she like held up her computer, like for a three hour lecture. Like, I think there were parts of it where she said it on the desk, but there are also parts where like, it wouldn't capture the whole room. So she would like pick it up and like, like, oh I just God. remember, and I sat in my dorm sick as a dog for three hours while she Skyped me into class. So I didn't get behind. And I just thought that was the most selfless, amazing thing. This one says one of the busiest streets in my city, five o'clock traffic. We don't have a ton of crosswalks. A man in a truck with a trailer stops in the middle of the road and wheels a man in a wheelchair across the road. I literally started sobbing because I just thought about how he's most likely the only human that would ever do something like that. People can really do good. Yeah. That's very sweet. Another short one, just to piggyback off of, off of that. This girl said, I was struggling through the endless tunnels of the London Underground subway with a huge suitcase and a random businessman in a suit stopped, asked me where I was going, and then carried my suitcase for me. I personally had an experience very different than this where I was in New York City. I was so turned around. It was, I didn't know the streets. I was trying to find the entrance to the subway because I needed to get the World Trade Center and then I needed to get to the Newark airport. Was this when you were leaving? When yes, you were it me? was. Oh. I was so lost. Oh my God, yeah, the World Trade Center in that stop. It's so confusing. And I couldn't figure out how to get in and then I got un into the subway and then I found out that you can't get into the World Trade Center stop from that part. I have to go back up and uh, to it's the like other block. It's like Fulton Street, it's that, World Trade. That's ex it was, um, yeah. gosh darn Fulton Street. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I wish there would have been a man in a business suit that came up to me and said, where are you trying to go? Let me help you get there. Because I, I left for the airport four hours early because I knew that was going to happen <laughs> to me. And I was right. And I made it on time. I made my flight. I got to the Newark airport, but it was like a 17 step process. Cause I took the, the train from world trade center across to a Newark station. I got out at a Newark station and then walked down to the lift pickup zone by like a the town hall. And then I got a lift from there to the airport. So, I mean, it was a quite these, it was a whole thing. So anyway, random businessman in a suit who carried her suitcase, shout out to him. Very nice. Okay. This is kind of a big story. Here we go. It says when I was in high school, I'm now 25. My mom was working with a coworker who she didn't really know too well. They got to talking and he mentioned that he didn't work many shifts these days because he was on dialysis due to a failing kidney. A few days went by and my mom couldn't get him off her mind. She eventually worked another shift with him and decided to ask him what the next step was for him or if there was any way he would get better. Not those exact words, but you get the gist. He said he needed someone to donate a kidney. He had siblings, but their blood type didn't match his, so they couldn't donate. My mom then ever so casually said, well, why don't I get my blood tested and see if we're a match? Her coworker, who she barely knew, said, really? And she said, sure, why not? While I'm sure they both thought the probability was low that this would work out, she did it anyway. Their blood types matched. She was shocked. She told her coworker they were a match and asked what the next step was if she were to donate her kidney to him. What seemed like a very quick period of time was when she got the rest of her testing and was scheduled for surgery to give her kidney to her coworker. The surgery went perfectly, and it has been seven years since then. Her coworker is now her kidney brother, and they're bonded for life, and both in perfectly good health. Long story short, my mom is awesome. Wow. That's so amazing. I'm going to cry again. <laughs> yeah, just like someone that you barely know, even. It's like, you know, it's not like it's someone that you're trying to impress or that's going to be in your life forever. Or someone who you, like, your family member, you want to save their life. Like, she literally barely knew yeah. this. And, and that's, that's like a, a phrase, you know? It's like, oh, I would donate a kidney for them, you yeah. know? And it's like... Yeah, just this random coworker that she casually mentioned in the conversation. She's like, I can get it tested. Like, 
like it's nothing and that's it's not that's a big deal it, it's a huge deal and there's comp with any surgery I mean, there's complications you know there's yeah, yeah i knew a guy in high school who's um a friend of mine in high school whose dad donated a kidney to his best friend and their sons were best friends and um he ended up the person who received the kidney passed away seven years after their surgery mm-hmm. but it's still i remember a, a speech that his son gave to his best friend and his dad the one who who donated and mm-hmm. he said you know you gave me seven years with my dad that i would have never had otherwise and like i can't thank you enough Aww. i have too many feelings for this episode <laughs> <laughs> i just have a lot of feelings i do i just wish we could all bake a cake full of sunshine <laughs> and rainbows and i'll eat it and be happy and then literally election week <laughs> i know I, oh god okay okay here's another little one really small thing um a gal wrote and said one there are t- no small things they all could be big gestures to someone exactly one time my daughter was staring lovingly into a claw machine and knew that I would say no if she asked me for money. LOL. A man walked past and handed her a dollar to play. She didn't win, but was so happy she gets a chance to play. Faith restored. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, reminds me of the time when you and I won Carlos. Oh, yeah. In that claw machine. I'll never forget. I think I have Carlos. I gotta give him... I think it's your turn with him. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, I think he might be in New York. Actually, I'm pretty sure we have Carlos. Okay, well, we'll, we'll look. We'll reassess. Okay. Another small one, but again, no small things. She says, it's a small thing. Not sure if this happens anywhere, but in my smallish city, about 60,000 people, it's very common for people to pay for their coffee or meal of the person behind them at the drive-thru. It's happened to me maybe four or five times, and each time, it just so happens to be at times when I was having a bad day or not in a good mood. I now make it a point to do this every two weeks on my payday. You never get to see the person's reaction when they find out, but that somehow makes it even better. The thought that you can spend $2 on someone's coffee and it puts a smile on their face before they even get to work is amazing. Which I think that's so cool. Like, I think that is the quintessential when you think of, you know, paying it forward, doing a random act of kindness is like the drive-through thing, you know? Mm -hmm. But the fact that she makes it a point to be a habit in her life of every two weeks, you know, when she gets a paycheck, she does it for someone else. Like, that's so many chain reactions probably that she doesn't even know and it's, I don't know, like, I, I want to start doing that, of doing that regularly, you mm-hmm. know, of just doing something nice, not because someone did it for you, but because you want to start that for someone else. And I think that's just, a, I wanted to share that because it's a cool idea to try and do it, you know, every other week or whatever it is. So what is that saying? It's like habit builds action and action builds character, something like that. And I feel like that's by making it a habit, especially habits that help other people. Yeah, like it's that. becoming part of her character mm-hmm. and who she is, which yeah. will not benefit her and others and... I think, you know, will feed into other parts of your life as well. If you're doing that regularly, like what other kinds of things are you doing for others or negative behaviors are you doing less of? And that's definitely funny that she mentioned that she doesn't know if it happens everywhere because we were talking about it right before this, how um, Sierra said that that's never happened to her. And Not yet. I've had other people do good things, but I haven't had No, I know, but I'm saying like, oh, that's happened to me I could count probably at least like five times when I'm back in Oregon, like in, in a smaller towns. town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, sometimes maybe you have to go out of your way even more in a big city to um, find those things. Maybe but let's go. We should go do it today. Yeah, we should. Like, we go, should go do some random acts of kindness. That would be really nice. This, this episode is inspiring me to do good for people. And yeah. I hope it makes you all listening feel the same. We would love if when you're done listening to this episode... Go today or tomorrow or whenever you can. Go well, do- first of all, thank someone who's done something for yes. you. Yes, thank someone who's you can think of who's done something for you, even if it's been 10 years, like Anthony. Thanks again, Anthony. You made my day. <laughs> um, but also, what is a small thing you could do for someone else, a random act of kindness? And yeah. Yeah, we, we love these stories. I agree. That just reminded me of another time where I have this picture that I saved from my Snapchat of... Um, I took this picture. I was at a Starbucks drive-thru. This was like back in my hometown in Oregon. And the lady in front of me, her license plate cover said, out of my way, I'm going to Starbucks. And I just took a picture because I thought it was funny. I obviously blurred out her license plate. And I was just like, LOL, whatever. And um, and I think I didn't even post a caption of it, but it was just her reaching for the Starbucks with that picture. And it was just funny. That's hilarious. And then I get up to the drive-thru right after that. And... I wasn't like trying to make fun of her. I was just like, how ironic that she's at Starbucks. Like literally she was, yeah. Anyway, and then I get to the drive-thru and the guy goes, the woman in front of you just paid for your drink. And I was like, wow, I'm so glad I stayed out of her way. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She knows how much she loves Starbucks. And so she wants to share that love with you. Yeah, it was very cute. That's really sweet. Okay, I've got 
um, a story about kindness through injury. A few years ago, I was running late from work at the end of the day, running to the train station to catch a line for a concert that night. Stupidly was wearing heels, but right in dead of downtown Chicago, I tripped and fell, ripping my jumpsuit in the process, scraping my knee, twisting my ankle in the middle of the street. It was rush hour and there were people everywhere walking around me and no one helped or stopped to make sure I was okay. And I couldn't get up either. After what felt like an eternity, two random girls ran and helped me up, carried me to the station, got me ice and band-aids from a nearby restaurant, and waited it with me until I caught the next train. They were the sweetest <laughs> girls, and I felt so thankful that these two strangers went out of their day to help me out. Went out of their way to help me out. It really restored my faith in humanity. That's so cute. And that's so nice. Wow. That actually reminds me of a story that one of our neighbors told us, um, Jason and I's neighbors, we were having like a distanced wine night with our neighbors a couple weeks ago, and our neighbor had broken her ankle, and we were asking her the story of what happened, and she was in Montana, and she was hiking, and she was doing a super rigorous hike, and she like twisted her ankle really bad at the top of the mountain, and didn't realize like how bad it was that she couldn't even walk on it. Turns out later she broke it. Oh my God. On top of the mountain. And it was like a steep, tall heckin' mountain. She called her husband and her husband had to like hike up the mountain to come and get her because she couldn't walk. But it, so she waited there for like, you know, an hour and a half for her husband to come. Mm. Thank goodness she had service. But she waited, her husband came up an hour and a half. But as they were starting down the mountain, he, she had to have, you know, her arm over him on this steep, it's like Runyon Canyon, how mm. she described it, like really steep. Him carrying her by her, like it wasn't doing it. They were really struggling to mm -hmm. get down. And this woman who was at like, they were like halfway down the mountain at this point going insanely slow. It had been like 45 minutes. They'd gotten nowhere. This woman who was like maybe three quarters of the way up her hike saw them struggling and immediately came over to them and asked like, are, did you injure yourself? Are you hurt? Can I help you? And she was like, yeah, I like think we broke her ankle, but we're fine. We're getting down. She was like, you're not fine. You're like hobbling. Mm -hmm. Like you're not, let me take your other side. So she got on the other side of our neighbor and it took them, she said, two hours to get down the entire mountain with this woman just holding her totally patient every step of a the complete way stranger. complete stranger to get her all the way down and, and they got to the bottom and this woman was just like you know i feel better like you know do you need anything else from me and they're like are you kidding like you've done so much like can we like take you out to lunch yeah. can we venmo you can we do something and she was like oh absolutely not you're just a person in need and i needed to help you and then this woman was like, all right, well, have a nice day. And they're like, where are you going? She's like, I'm going to go do the hike. And she turns around and she goes back up to go finish her hike that she had started. And they were like, this woman must be like an angel in disguise or some kind Whoa. of like non-human person to just hike three quarters of the way up, spend two hours <laughs> going down with someone who broke their ankle and then go all the way back up to the top again. And I was Whoa. just like, that just is the definition of a good yeah. ass person Seriously. like that's insane without anything in return like that's so nice nothing yeah wow okay i have a small one after that but this says this is a really random and silly random act of kindness random random but one day in college i was in the library studying with a friend and i was talking about how i had to watch a documentary for class but the only place i could find it was on netflix this was back when very few people had netflix a guy sitting across from me heard our conversation and let me borrow his netflix account and said that he didn't care if i stayed logged in after i watched the documentary i didn't know this guy at all he was a complete stranger that's <laughs> like, so how nice. funny he's like yeah you can just sign into my netflix that is sweet. Yeah. Another small random act of kindness. An angel of a lady gave me a swipe on her Metro card after I got robbed so I could be able to get on the subway to get to the PD precinct after I realized that my card was empty. See, just such a little thing of letting somebody yeah. swipe your Metro card because otherwise if you didn't have your, any money or your wallet, how you'd have to what, like jump over the bars thing and do, get but. onto the subway but still that's really nice of her here's another cute one my dog got sick while on a walk near memorial she was throwing up endlessly this guy gets out of his van with a cup from mcdonald's for the he dog had cut it into a bowl poured water from his bottle into it and gave it to her people from the dc area are certified assholes but this is the nicest thing anyone has done for us while living there he said hope she feels better soon and drove off We'll never forget that. Oh, that's really See, just sweet. another simple thing that like it doesn't take much. He just already had that in his car and then mm -hmm. there you go. So here's one and this is relatable to anyone who's ever worked in food service. So this girl wrote in and she said, 
This happened at work yesterday. I work as a hostess in my college town and customers have been really rude during COVID and yesterday was no different. This man was making a lot of really rude comments, demanding to get a table when we were full and on a wait, etc., etc. After he had left, these two older women came up to me and gave me a tip. I make an hourly wage, so I don't usually get tips and told me to keep it all for myself because they saw how rude that guy was being and they wanted to tell me they appreciated how I was handling the situation and it made me tear up. Aww. I think that... In food service, like we sometimes have to deal with the nastiest, most ungrateful people. With and a smile it, on your face. With a smile on your face and with decorum and politeness and all of that good stuff. And then sometimes people just really do the nicest things. I remember one time when I was serving at my old restaurant and it wasn't even a table that like I'd had a like great connection with. It was like... I don't know. I was so shocked, but their bill was like $20 and they left me a $50 tip. And I remember just being like, Aww. and I had been having a rough day, but I hadn't told them anything about it. It was just like so crazy to me. And I like, I it just catches you off guard. Yeah, and I was going to like ring it in and like go onto my next table. And I saw that I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, did they mean to write five? Like, I was so confused. And then I saw it was 50 and the total was like 70. So I went back over to that table and I was like, like, hi, like, that was so generous of you. Like, are you sure that was a, a really large tip? And it was the guy was so like nonchalant. He was just like, oh, yeah, you're working hard. You deserve it. Yeah. And I, and I so was cool. just like, like, it wasn't like I had gone out of their way to bring them a free cake and a free you know, yada, yada, or anything that, like, I had earned it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It was just somebody being really nice. And I, ugh, I love moments like that. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, so, I don't know. I feel like it's different, too, when it's, you can tell they're not doing it for the gratification. And it's just a guy who's genuinely, like, in his everyday life just trying to help people out, you yeah. know? And not for his own, like, personal. I think we all needed that pick-me-up. I definitely did. Yeah. I think both of us, especially, you know, going into the next week, like we talked about, we don't need to bring it up again, but um, these stories are definitely much needed and a good reminder, even if you don't have them in your own personal life necessarily in front of you, like hearing it from other people too, is just like a nice, like it's a warm hug. Just a reminder that there are good people doing things selflessly that, yeah. that don't need to, but. And I know like aside from the election, like there's been a lot of things that people are struggling with, with COVID, with feeling isolated, with feeling stuck. Their job isn't going the way they want. Their social life isn't going the way they want. They miss their family. Like maybe they've lost a loved one to the illness or they've had to lose a lot of like financial security. Like there's just so much bad things that have happened this year and totally. like terrible things with the pandemic that have caused so much, not only distress, but feeling out of control. Like mm -hmm. that feeling of feeling out of control in your life is such a horrible feeling. And especially when you, maybe it wasn't always that way. Um, but doing good things for others and random acts of kindness is like a way you it's something you have control over. Totally. It's something that, you know, if you feel out of control and you feel like everything is spinning and everything is going wrong, like you have it within your power to do something good for somebody else that even could cost you maybe $2 or cost you nothing at all. Like just writing a friendly note and leaving it in a public bathroom. Like, I don't know, just something that's like so random. Even just like a small compliment. Like I, we got a message that was saying that someone once stopped her on the street and told her that she looked really nice or something like that. And it wasn't in a creepy way, but it just stuck with her, you know, just compliments for people. Yeah. Make the biggest difference. Absolutely. Maybe you can be a part of the change that will help it turn around for somebody else. Yeah. And be make, the change you want to, what, what is it? Be, be the, the change you, you wish to see, see in the world. world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a classic one. And, but, you know, maybe it'll make, I was going to say, you know, you help someone else, but I think most of the time you feel better yourself too. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of times where you can look around and be like, wow, there's so much hate and so much negativity in the world. Like, where are the kind people? Like, literally, where is the love by the Black Eyed Peas? Literally. Um, but you can be that for someone, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you don't need to wait for someone else to do it for you. Like, you can just go out of your way and do something for someone else and show them that there is good in the world instead of making it about you. So... Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for sending in your stories of your random acts of kindness. I or... think this is one of my favorite episodes we've done. Good. We I cried. Felt... We laughed. I, yeah. <laughs> we felt all of the feelings. <laughs> I feel like I've experienced a true Greek catharsis. Good. Amazing. So we love you guys so much. Hope you're doing well and staying safe and doing your best and voting in this election week. 
Um, we will talk to you guys next week. We all have our fingers crossed for this election. My toes uh, crossed. My eyes crossed. My eyelashes. tongue is crossed. Oh, you're... Oh, okay. Uh, oh, there you go. Oh, can you flip your tongue, Alexander? Hmm? Oh, me too. Nice. Look at us. Very few people. Can I do wish that. people could have seen that. <laughs> anyway, we will see you guys next week, or you'll hear us next week. In the meantime, sending love. Do something good for someone else today, and hope you guys have a good week. And if you're enjoying this episode, we'd love for you to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts if you're listening, and follow us on Instagram at Fingers Crossed Pod. If we didn't say that already, if we did, do it anyway, <laughs> and subscribe. That's all. Right. all. Have a great rest of your day, guys, and... Um, Keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> okay. <laughs>